Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece piece of cake. Roses are red, violets are blue. Today we're talking about flowers. Woohoo! So to start us off, we're going to talk about all the flowers you might need for the wedding and all the things you might need them for. So first and foremost, of course, is the bride and bridesmaids bouquets. The bride bouquet is number one. It's obviously the bride's most important, but then also that one's in a ton of pictures and just number one important, we think. Yes, and then second to that, the bridesmaid bouquets will be similar, but maybe a little bit smaller, a little bit less grand. On that note, people also do other flowers for their bridal party, like flower headpieces, so that's something to keep in mind. When you're thinking about your bouquets, one important note is to remember that you need a bouquet to toss. So a lot of people do the bouquet toss at their reception and you don't actually want to toss your bridal bouquet because like we said, it's huge and gorgeous and you want to keep that and dry it and save it. It was expensive and you don't want to just throw it to someone to take home. You want to take it home. So keep that in mind. A good florist will give you a throwaway bouquet that's pretty standard in their packages. But if you don't have that option, some other things you can do are using one of your bridesmaids bouquets to toss. Yep, or even just making your own with a small bouquet from the grocery store or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to just put a small bouquet together or even some fake flowers. Yep. Just make sure you have a small bouquet to toss. So another flower item you will need is boutonnieres for the groomsmen. Yep, and then flower petals for your flower girl if you have one. And then a lot of people do corsages for mothers and boutonnieres for fathers. This can also be extended further to grandparents, but that's kind of up to your preference. Something cool that I did here is we did corsages and boutonnieres for our moms and dads, but then we have a lot of extended family and grandparents and everybody, and we just couldn't decide where to draw the line of who would have a corsage or not. And so we handed out individual stem roses to all of the special people in our family that were walking down the aisle. So that was a really cool budget conscious, but really fun way to celebrate everybody we wanted involved in the ceremony. Yeah, and one thing to note about the corsages for the mothers or other special women is that they can either be wrist corsages or pinned corsages, kind of like a boutonniere basically. You can have either option, and when we talked about it with my florist, we went with the wrist corsages because 
we didn't know what kind of dress my mom would be wearing mm-hmm. and then you have to pin it on the dress and my mom was saying she wanted to give people a lot of hugs and didn't want to squish it and <laughs> sort of factors like that but I know it's also really common to have the corsages for mothers pinned on so you have different options with that too. So from there, then you'll also want to have flowers for your decorations. And this can mean a lot of different things. First of all, at the ceremony, a lot of people incorporate flowers. You can do this by having beautiful arrangements up by the altar. You might have an arch up there that you want flowers on. Maybe you have flowers down your rows or on your pews if it's in a church. Yep, and then windows or windowsills you can put flowers in, doors to your ceremony site you can decorate. At the end of our aisle we had wine barrels or other tables there where we had a centerpiece flower decoration. So really anywhere in your ceremony space we want to have flowers, you have to think about that. And then you can also do rose petals or something down the aisle. So from there we'll go into the reception and all the flowers you might have there. One thing to note before even talking about the reception flowers is to reuse your ceremony flowers. This is the biggest money-saving tip, and I never knew this was a thing until I was shopping for my flowers and my florist told me about this. But yeah, there's a bunch of ways to reuse flowers. Basically, any flowers you use for your ceremony, you should think about how you can reuse them in your reception space. For example, in my wedding, we had some large arrangements up by our altar, and we moved those into the reception site as some main pieces around our dance floor. And then we used basically one of our table decorations from our reception at the ceremony on that back table I was talking about. And then the other ones you can reuse are the bridesmaids' bouquets and your bride bouquet, and use those as decorations. Put them in a vase and use them as table decorations or arrangements around the room. One great way that I reused flowers was that down the aisle on shepherd's hooks I had palms, little round arrangements of flowers, and then we took those inside and set them on top of our vases, and then they made great centerpieces. So as you're reusing your ceremony flowers and thinking about all the places you need to have flowers at your reception, You can think about all of the tables that are going to be around. So maybe you have a table for the cake and or other desserts, a guest book table, a gifts table, a favors table, and then of course the guest tables as centerpieces. You might also, as part of your cake design, be using live flowers. Mm -hmm. Also coordinate with your florist to get those flowers ordered and brought so that they could be placed on your cake. And then, of course, there's centerpieces. A lot of people do flowers for centerpieces at the guest dining tables. One piece of advice we want to give here that's really important to think about is to think about the size and height of your centerpieces. So our advice here is to make sure you go smaller and short or you go tall. And this is important because you want your guests to be able to see each other across the table. And a lot of standard size vases would literally just be right in front of people's faces. And I think that's not something that people always think about, but it's really important. So for my wedding, I did really tall, skinny glass vases. And so the flowers were over everyone's head. And then Emily, you went the other way. Yep, I had shorter squat boxes of flowers, <laughs> and so everyone could just see over the top of them. Okay, so I think that's a pretty good comprehensive list of all the flowers that you might need. So now 
that you've thought about that, you need to think about how you're actually going to procure those flowers. So probably the most common way to get your flowers is just through a traditional florist. That's the route I went. And some basic tips we have for before you talk to your florist is just get an idea of what type of flowers you like. Seems really obvious. But also a good list of any flowers you specifically don't like. That might be even more important than a list of ones you do like because you might not really have an idea of ones you like or maybe you don't really care of any specific flowers and you're more into just the colors. But if there's any you really don't like the look of, that would be more important to have written down. One really important piece of advice for choosing your florist is to choose someone who has done your venue before and or is recommended by your venue. I think more than a lot of other wedding vendors, I think it's really helpful to have a florist who's done your venue because they know the space, they know where flowers are going to go and what looks good where. Yeah, so when you get to your florist, they'll be super helpful in suggesting types of flowers that'll work for you especially based on your colors that you'll tell them about, your style, if they know your venue, Mm -hmm. that's really helpful. And then also your budget. So it's really important that you come with a budget in mind and then they can tailor the types of flowers and the number of flowers to your budget. And then as you're meeting with your florist, we have lots of questions and ideas of things that you wanna make sure to discuss with them. So these are things like, asking them if there are fees for consultations. A lot of times the first meeting is free, but there could be other fees involved, so that's good to know. You also want to ask for samples of their past work. Any good florist would have books around with pictures of the weddings that they've done to make sure that you like their style. Ask them if they're going to be the actual person on the day delivering the flowers there, or if you're gonna be working with someone else from their shop. One really important question that I wish I would have asked is if they book multiple events in a day or if the day will be committed to your wedding because that can really make a difference in logistics. Along with that, you want to discuss the timing and the delivery and you'll want to know if there's a delivery fee that's included. And then all of those details and logistics should go into a signed contract once you actually sign with your vendor. Yeah, and related to timing, you want to discuss with them, they'll hopefully ask you this too, but you want them to arrive before your photographer arrives or before you start taking pictures, because obviously you're going to want all of your bouquets and boutonnieres (laughs) there, so when you start taking your bride and bridesmaids and family photos, you have all of your flowers in those photos. So you'll need to coordinate that with your florist, because that might not be super obvious. And then once you get down into the actual details of the flowers with your florist, they're obviously going to be really knowledgeable and so you can ask them things like what flowers are in season and what flowers would you suggest for my style of wedding. I think it's just really good to go in with a general style in mind but let them kind of hit it home from there because they're really going to know the things. Yep. And then this one I didn't really no was a thing either before I went to my florist, but they offered me the chance to go and see my finished flower arrangements the day before my wedding. And so it kind of gave me some peace of mind and it was also kind of a fun activity. Me and all my bridesmaids went on the day before and got to see all my flower arrangements and bouquets. 
they're all put together in the warehouse and just got to make sure it was exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And if there are any issues, they'd be able to have a day to fix it or put something else together. So it's kind of a nice little extra thing. So you can ask if that is an option for you to do at your florist as well, mm -hmm. if that will give you any extra peace of mind. Okay. So we've talked about the traditional florist, but there are other ways that you can procure your flowers. So in my example, I had a decorator for my wedding, but she also did flowers. So not necessarily a dedicated florist, but she had connections and could get the flowers and put them together in her decorating package. But even further than that, if you wanna go more of a DIY route, you can get flowers from places like the farmer's market, you can even order flowers nowadays online for your wedding, which honestly I'm still a little bit concerned about, but I know people do it. We have a couple tips on that. First of all, do a dry run and order flowers from them way before your wedding and see how they arrive. And then second, you need to make sure you order them a day or two early so that you can get them and let them open up they'll come all packaged and closed and you have to take them out and put them in coolers and let them open so that they're beautiful on your wedding day. And then you can also order flowers from just typical stores like Costco or Safeway and they have some good options that are a little bit more budget friendly too. Yep, I've heard lots of success stories with Costco flowers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so when it comes down to choosing your actual flowers and your colors, there's so much out there and it totally comes down to your unique style. So we're not going to try to go and list all the kinds of flowers <laughs> and <laughs> the colors that you might have. But I think just to give a general idea, we could just talk about our experiences and how we chose what we chose to go with our weddings. So for my wedding, my colors were light pink and silver with lots of white incorporated into that and my vibe was just very classic, beautiful, clean. So for my bridal bouquets, I did light pink roses. I was very specific about my color. I brought my florist color swatches and pictures and really, really needed that one specific light pink and I got it and I loved them, so it worked. But note to other brides that it's not necessarily always a thing because flowers grow and can be different colors. So I was crazy about that. But anyways, I did pink roses surrounded by baby's breath for all of our bouquets. And one thing I was really picky about is I wanted no greenery in my flowers. It just didn't fit my crisp, clean vibe. And then beyond that, for some of my flower arrangements, I did a lot of hydrangeas because they were just big and beautiful. And from there, my florist slash decorator just kind of went with whatever else was in season and pink and white and fit with the vibe. Yeah, and everything turned out beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up doing some similar flowers, interestingly enough. Which is funny because we didn't fully realize we did similar flowers. Yeah, they looked totally different as the colors. But <laughs> Until we started listing them for this episode and we're like, yep, baby's breath, check. Roses, check. Hydrangeas, check. Yep. 
So mine was sort of different because my wedding colors were silver and blue, but there's not a ton of light blue flower Yeah, options. especially your color of blue. Yeah, and I was super specific about my color of blue. And the closest thing is the blue hydrangea, but it's not even really very close. And again, hydrangeas are one of those that come in a million shades. Yeah. You can't get it exactly. <laughs> but I did go to a florist, and this is something kind of cool if you're interested. And, and she actually like spray painted. It's not just spray paint. It's a special like flower coloring paint. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, but she actually painted this white hydrangea and made it the exact color blue that I wanted. I didn't end up going that route because I decided I just was going to go all white but it was a cool option so if you want a specific color that's not in season or you really want to make sure it's the exact shade that is apparently an option to color flowers. So I ended up doing all white flowers and I added greenery so that there was some extra color and texture but I did white hydrangeas, white giant baby's breath, white miniature spray roses I think they're called and then large roses everything in white white <laughs> and then greenery around it and they have these little berries and then to add my color in I actually had my dad he built the box and I had my flowers in boxes instead of vases and he built me custom flower boxes for all of my centerpieces and my large arrangements and then we colored it in my color blue and sparkly of course of course and sparkles and then I had all of my bouquets wrapped because they do wrapping around the bottom of mm -hmm. all the bouquets wrapped in the color blue so that's how I tied in my blue color yes and those boxes were so cool we'll make sure to post pictures on Instagram of your flowers yeah awesome it's really fun so if you do end up doing something custom like that or getting custom bases even just buying them I was able to just provide those to my florist and then she put the flowers in for me so kind of just working with her on that. Mm -hmm. So I think our takeaway from all of this is that you can go a couple different routes with the colors of your flowers. So first of all, if you're like me and you have a specific color pink in your wedding and you want to have pink flowers, then that's great. You can go matchy-matchy. But if you have maybe a harder color to match with flowers, like Emily's Tiffany Blue, you could just do all white and it's super beautiful. But then a third option is that you can just do a mix of colors of flowers. They don't specifically have to be your colors. And my example here is one of my good friends had her bridesmaids wear navy and then she just picked really bright, beautiful colors that popped with the navy. A lot of yellow in there, sunflowers, and it was really pretty. So you can do your color, you can do white, or you can do a mix, but just make sure that if you do the mix it at least fits your vibe, like with the bright colors or if you're doing more pastels or something like that. So now we're gonna talk about some alternatives to flowers, some ways to save some money or if maybe flowers just aren't really fitting your vibe. These yeah. are some good alternatives. Yeah, this is our flower episode, but I feel like nowadays a lot of people are trying some different things and maybe doing some flowers, some other options and all that. So we'll make sure to touch on all the different options that are out there. So first of all, a lot of brides nowadays are choosing not to do flowers for their centerpieces. I think that used to be a really classic staple that everyone had flowers and now people are thinking about some different options. An example I've seen there is one of my friends did wine bottles and then filled them with little twinkle lights as a centerpiece instead. And then you can also do candles or something like that. Yeah, and then some that are a little closer to flowers, but 
alternatives. You can do vases, but they have tree branches in it mm-hmm. or dried, something like that. Obviously, fake flowers or silk flowers are an option. There's also now flowers made out of paper and wood and other things like yeah. that that still look like flowers but are just made out of other materials. Right. I've seen some really pretty wooden ones. They're pretty convincing. Yeah. It's really cool. One thing to note is just you can also do a mix. So use live flowers where it's more important, like maybe your bridal bouquet. Yeah. And then use alternatives other places like the centerpieces. It's totally okay to mix them. Mm-hmm. We have seen some super funky <laughs> alternatives. I'm sure you might have even seen this on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, where people have carried like puppies down the aisle or... Donuts, I don't even know. There's, there's all these crazy alternatives to bridal bouquets. So um, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> and then also you can do kind of closer to flowers, but greenery or moss or succulents. So kind of in that same realm, a note on this that Costco sells this garland strand, greenery garland, and it's a super good deal and it looks really beautiful and covers a lot of space. And then you can also add things in, like add a few flowers in, but it's less expensive. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine who does weddings had one where she added lemons in to do a cool thing. So it's a really good option that's less money, but also looks really beautiful. One idea I really like is that you can think about where you want to splurge and get the fanciest flowers and where you want to save money. So kind of like what you said with maybe going live for certain things and fake for others. I think one place that you really should splurge and get the flowers of your dreams is your bridal bouquet. And then kind of a step down from that is the bridesmaids bouquets. They'll probably look similar to yours, but be a bit smaller. So. And still go nice on those, but you'll save some money because they can be a bit smaller. One place I really think you can save is the boutonnieres. Do something really simple, a little rose with a bow or something, or even fake for those. For ceremony flowers, probably better to splurge a little bit more on that, especially if you can reuse them for the reception so right. you get more bang for your buck on those. Flower girl petals, don't spend much on that. You can get fake petals. Yes. There's no reason to spend a lot of money on those. Yep. And then there's always the DIY option. We recommend preparing yourself for this because flowers can be a lot more tricky than you think. Yes. So watch tutorials online way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Prepare them the day before because, again, it takes a lot longer than you think to arrange the flowers, like the boutonnieres. Right. There's the a lot more things in there, like cutting of all the things. There's wire in there that I didn't even know yeah. about. It's not just sticking things in a vase no. or pinning a flower to a shirt. It's a lot more complicated. Yes. <laughs> so don't wait till your actual wedding day and think you have time in the morning to do it because you don't. But also don't even do them. Brides, we're talking to you do not do your own flowers or bouquets you need helpers (laughs) my favorite example is having your grandma help with them or maybe it's a family friend do not do them yourself you're so busy yes plus there's a lot of people that will want to help you with this there's so many people around weddings that love weddings and want to help with something so this is a great task to get those people to help with If you are very particular about what you're looking for, as we can be sometimes, (laughs) one thing you can do to be involved is to set up one sample yourself that you really love and then give that to your helpers to model off of so that they have some level of consistency and you can make sure that they create what you're looking for. Exactly. And then you, again, have to figure out transportation of getting all of those flowers that you've made. 
to your venue. Yes, you literally have to get them there from wherever you're arranging. Yeah. So that wraps up what we have to say about flowers, but we actually have a special guest for you today. So if you listen to our budget episode, you remember that I had talked about how certain people like to contribute in certain ways to your weddings. And my example was my Graham, who loves flowers and covered the flowers for my wedding. And we're very lucky today to have my Graham here. So Graham, welcome to the show. Well, Brianne, thank you for having me. And Emily, too, you guys are just doing a fabulous job and I'm thrilled. Honestly, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> We've mentioned that you love flowers and Indeed. I'd like to start out by just hearing why and why you think they're so important to weddings. Well, you know, I think they add, number one, a romance to the wedding, a softness, and just enhances the general beauty of the whole ceremony. <laughs> Plus, I just love flowers. <laughs> Plus, I just wanted to be able to take pictures of your flowers after, you know, that's a passion of mine, taking pictures of flowers. And I've got some gorgeous ones of Brianne's flowers. They were beautiful. She does. I'll make sure to post some of those on our Instagram. They are beautiful. <laughs> So throughout this episode, we've been talking about all the different flowers that someone might have in their wedding, whether they're at the ceremony side, as the centerpieces, the bouquets. What do you think are the most important items there versus where do you think people might be able to skip or save money? Well, I think the most important certainly is at the ceremony site. Many times that's a different site than your reception. and. I think places that you can skip, not skip so much as it's not as important, mm -hmm. is the aisle. Let's take the aisle for instance. <laughs> Some people just line it with flowers. That's something you can do without. Pretty? Yeah. But you can run a ribbon down there or mm -hmm. something. Just run some greenery down there. Kind of saves you right there. Mm -hmm. And I think a good trick is that if you have a different location for your wedding, say it's outside and your reception's inside, grab some of those flowers or have someone, don't you do it as the bride, <laughs> <laughs> but bring in some of those and decorate the place. So have somebody kind of quietly move those inside once you're through with your pictures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did a little research and at Prince William's wedding, they spent $800 thousand dollars on flowers <laughs> i think that's a lot i think that's, that's a, a little over my budget yeah <laughs> i think so a lot of brides earmark 10 percent mm -hmm. i think there's many do-it-yourself projects that can bring it in under that you know some places you can cut back on are smaller bouquets for the bridesmaids i've seen even as simple as just one big beautiful bloom of a sunflower or something that the bridesmaids hold oh, so you yeah. can really go as big or as small as you want there. yep you can hydrangeas are beautiful and one bloom of those put a little ribbon on it you yep. got it yep. looks really pretty on that note do you have preferences on certain flowers that you think work really well in weddings yeah, that's really tough because I like them all. <laughs> and roses always have been, still are, the most popular wedding yeah. flower. Yes, I think roses are so classy and beautiful for weddings. Beautiful flowers. And they've been a wedding flower all through the ages. They don't lose their importance or beauty or anything that they bring to a wedding. Another wedding flower that'll never go away, calla lilies. Beautiful. Love those. I totally agree. Roses and hydrangeas, I think, were some mm -hmm. of my most important mm -hmm. ones in the wedding. 
So you've kind of mentioned talking about some DIY sorts of things. I know a lot of brides these days are moving away from the traditional florist and going with things more like ordering bulk flowers from Costco or a farmer's right. market and right. arranging them themselves. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on mm -hmm. that? I think that's wonderful and especially if you have a little bit of talent in <laughs> arranging flowers. You don't just toss them in a vase, but I think it's a good way to go. It's a way to save some. If you buy them, you know, even over the internet, they send these huge boxes of roses. If, in fact, you can trust the source and they come in not wilted and on time so that they will open for your wedding. That's a little hint. Yeah, that's a good point on the timing. That's what I That's thought. something you need to pay attention to more if you're doing them versus that's something your florist would handle for you. Exactly. And the florist that you choose, of course, you want her to be trustworthy enough to bring in fresh flowers and not that they look like they were used at somebody else's wedding. Wouldn't want that. So that's a good point. Talking about florists, do you have any advice on choosing and working with a florist? My advice is this. Research is paramount. Mm -hmm. Then spend as much time as you can with that florist and don't be afraid to go back and go back and go back and make <laughs> sure, <laughs> I, I don't know, make sure that you trust her ability to provide the look that you're looking for and also make it really clear what you're willing to spend you don't want any surprises at the end. So I think that's really all the questions that I had prepared for you. Do you have any final thoughts or comments that you want to add to the show? You know, there's a lot of fun things that they seem to be doing now, like carrying a pizza bouquet or a <laughs> donut bouquet. Uh, uh, stick with flowers. <laughs> that's my last word. Flowers are beautiful, and I certainly appreciate your contribution of the flowers to my wedding and they were so beautiful. And listeners, make sure to look at our Instagram to see some of those gorgeous pictures that Graham took. Thank you, dear. Thank you for having me, Emily and Brianne. If you need more advice, if you need some tips, this or that and the other thing, let me know. I'm available. She is on Instagram as of today. So. <laughs> I am, yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. I'm out there. So now we'll leave you with the three key ingredients that will make picking your flowers a piece of cake. Number one. Make sure to consider all the people and places that will need flowers and how you can reuse them. Number two, use caution with DIY flowers, but plan way ahead if you do choose this option. And number three, consider flower alternatives to save money. We think that if you listen to these tips and tricks, then picking your flowers will be a, a piece, piece of cake. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my florist. I worked with Chelsea at Flora de Amor and they were amazing. So if you're getting married anywhere around the Seattle area, I highly, highly recommend them. And I'm going to be posting some photos of both Brianna and I's flowers, but I'll be tagging Flora de Amor in there so you can see some pictures of her work. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece, piece of, of cake. cake.